The issues discussed on the Roll Call Room podcast do not reflect the opinions of any specific agency. Any characters discussed on this show may be fictional for comedic value unless you're a shitbag Steve. This podcast is rated explicit and listener discretion is advised. What people think about you and the possibilities for your dream is none of your business. The attitude is it can't be done because they haven't seen it. History is being read, but it's also being written by people with imagination. It's necessary you take responsibility for it, that you make it happen, that you don't give up, that you don't take any objection or disappointment or defeats personally, that you keep on keeping on, that you don't decide that I can't make it because you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, that you realize that's a part of the program. As the physically weak man can make himself strong by careful and patient training, so the man of weak thoughts can make them strong by exercising himself in right thinking. To put away aimlessness and weakness and to begin to think with purpose is to enter the ranks of those strong ones who only recognize failure as one of the pathways to attainment, who make all conditions serve them and who think strongly, attempt fearlessly, and accomplish masterfully. He who would accomplish little must sacrifice little. He who would achieve much must sacrifice much. He who would attain highly must sacrifice greatly. What are you going to do starting tomorrow that'll make a difference? Major step to human progress. Discipline. If there's one thing to get excited over, that's it. Get excited over your ability to make yourself do the necessary things. Because the story you have about your life, about your business, about the area of your life that's not where you want it, your story is what makes you stop. Yes, it's hard, it's hard, and we will do it hard. And once it's, we do it hard and we go through it, we realize it was worth it, and once you discover it was worth it, it is done. Study the things that can change your economic, social, spiritual, personal life. See, you don't want to wind up at the end of your life and discover that you've lived only one-tenth of it. If you come from a disadvantaged background or you're facing problems or you're not happy with your career, it's actually a blessing in disguise. You're now motivated to get out of there and to work for yourself and to figure it all out.
We're back. Hello, welcome to the Roll Call Room podcast, the podcast that woke an entire profession and continues to be a pain in the ass to commanders. And now, here's your hosts, Logan, Lauren, my Uncle Mike, and my mom and dad, Nick and Nicole. Fuck you, commanders. Mike, how are you? What's Ladies up? and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Roll Call Room podcast. With me, once and for all, is Mike. Mike, how are you? What's up? What's going on? Now we can stop getting emails wondering if you're dead? Nope. Nope, I'm good. You are officially retired now. How does that feel? Amazing. Love it. I recommend it to everybody that's on the fence. (laughs) 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 And uh, anyone... Coming down that hill, not sure if they want to stay or leave. Uh, leave. <laughs> is it is it still weird that you're not going in every day? No, not at all. No, really. Yeah, yeah. you know, I miss the guys. Yeah, the the funny moments. Yeah, but I don't miss the job at all. I used to say when I left the first time, I miss the clowns, not the circus. Exactly. Yeah. What a great time to go, too, man. Like, so have obviously we're doing this episode on the day of the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. Uh, have you been watching the trial? I have been. I have watched it every single day, um, even sadly at work. Um, I've watched it, and uh, it was, I kind of knew about it when it first happened during the riots. Oh, wait, I mean demonstrations. Demonstrations, get it right. Demonstrations, sorry, sorry. And, um, you know, I watched this kid, and at the time I didn't know that he was 17 years old, and I was like, huh, well, that's going to be a tough one in court. And... um, Yeah. (laughs) yeah. I don't mean to cut you off, but you're like, that's, that's, he's in trouble. Then you listen yeah. to the freaking prosecution, oh and you're like, my God. "Were they really oh the prosecution, though?" Oh my God! This guy oh. gave me memes for the rest oh of the year. Oh my God! Like, I, at one point, I was on the train on my way into work, and I thought to myself, "Is this guy a for real. defense attorney?" Or, I mean, I have sat on a lot of cases. Yep. And then you have as well, and I've never seen a prosecutor do such a poor job. Poor? Not even the word, just disgusting. It was horrible. It was bad, dude. Really, really bad. And at one point, I thought that the defense was going to get the mistrial with prejudice. Yes, absolutely. And now I'm kind of glad that he didn't, that the defense didn't get it because. Um, I think they would have gotten uh, a mistrial um, without prejudice, which means, you know, they, of course, would have had to try him again and would have went through this whole shit all over again. And the downside to that is, is that the the defense, um, I'm sorry, the prosecution now knows what the defense's strategies are, what questions that they're going to ask, and would they put Kyle Rittenhouse on the stand Again, that's the question. Um, I was kind of shocked that he 
took the stand. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you were. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'd like to. I'd like for them to interview a couple of the jurors and find out whether or not that had a major impact on their decision. I, I think he did very well. Yeah, I think he did also. And I'm just – you see me looking down. The best meme that I've seen is that Kyle Rittenhouse found guilty of murdering the prosecution, prosecutor's I that, career. Dude, I love I put it. That on our Facebook. I uh, put yeah. that on our Facebook. I love it. I love it. Do you know one of my posts that I put up on our Instagram, which is at Roll Call Room, um, they suspended my account for a day. Oh, God. One of these little pricks that complained about, uh, you know, was it the um, was it the fuck Joe Biden one? No, 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 dude. No. I, I got to, I got fans. I try to stay away. I try to stay away from those. Yeah, but man, you know, like, I posted something, and then you liked it. Your wife did something. She liked it, and then you're yeah. like, I got banned. <laughs> you know, I I've always tried with our podcast to kind of stay neutral but it's yeah. really hard with this administration because I'm sorry I'm retired fuck it gloves yeah. are off <laughs> yeah well uh, you know I uh <laughs> it, <laughs> my uh, Mike knows there's there's some stuff going on behind the scenes uh I interviewed for a chief of police job a couple of uh, man it's got to be a couple of months ago and uh they reached out to me and uh, I remember during the interview saying to them, uh, you know who I am, right? Like, have you, have you done a Google search? <laughs> and uh, it was good to go on an interview that you didn't apply for, and especially a chief job, because I honestly don't think that these city managers really understand how bad being in law enforcement is yeah. right now. Yeah. And and then how bad, like, if you get the job, I'm coming there. So. Well, yeah, that, that, we have, <laughs> that was funny because we had discussed that, and I had said, you know, what if they actually give me this job? Like, I, it's going to be – and I held, I held no punches. I said, you know, uh, there were certain things that were not – I will not compromise over, which is uh, PTSD screening – um, uh, mental health telework day. I mean, there was a lot of different things that need to happen in our profession um, that aren't happening. Uh, unfortunately, there was an NYPD officer from your old agency who, who committed suicide a couple of days ago out in Long Island. And, um, you know, it's still going on. And, and it's uh, not going away. No, and it's going to get worse uh, because now you have all these officers that stuck around during COVID, now they're being told, you know, you either go get the COVID shot or you're out of a job. And we saw it in Chicago. Uh, the Chicago, Chicago Union boss, uh, they brought him up on charges. He went up to his II interview. He could see the writing on the wall like I did when I went up for my II interview. And he said, you know what? Fuck you. Here's my papers. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to run for mayor. I'm going to run against uh, Mayor Beetlejuice. I mean, sorry, Lightfoot. <laughs> and, um, you know, I hope he wins. I hope he wins. Uh, New York City's uh, getting a new mayor who's a former captain of the NYPD. 
that'll be interesting to see. They got mixed emotions about that. I do too because he he sways both sides. Um, he's already told BLM. He's already told them uh, with their threat, which is as if they bring back anti-crime, that there's going to be bloodshed in the streets. And he basically said, "Well, you know, better get some fire hoses ready because we are bringing back anti-crime." The guns on the streets are out of control. Every time I I log on to Facebook or Instagram, I'm watching an NYPD video of somebody being gunned down in the middle of the street. And I haven't seen that since the Dinkin days of New York City. It's bad. It's, I mean, that's, everybody's got a gun now in New York City. Everybody's got a gun. Right. and And it's getting worse. And then you have this douchebag mayor. Which I could say now because he's a fucking cockbag, mm-hmm. you know. And just looking at this verdict, you know, he he turns around and he's got the balls to say the verdict is disgusting and it sends a horrible message to this country. Where's justice? We can't let go. We need stronger laws to stop violent extremists, extremism from within our own nation. That's his Twitter account. What's the what's the extremist portion? Well, everyone's it's a seventeen-year-old kid. Well, let me get let let's let's go back for a minute. What is your feelings on this kid um, as a cop? This kid, 17 years old, and a group of friends decide that they're going to go down to Kenosha and they're going to protect these businesses. It's in dispute whether or not they asked for their help. I think that they did. I think the two brothers that own um, the car sources... Uh, lied under oath, saying that they weren't, at, they didn't ask these this group of people to watch their um, their car lots. I think that's a lie. Um, but what's your feelings? I mean, what's your feelings as far as Kyle even being down there as a father, as a former cop? What's your feelings on that? You know, it, it's rough. You know, it, you know, they said he didn't live in that area, which he's got family in that area, so he lived. His there. dad lives there, right? His dad lives so. There. You know, and obviously their gun laws are obviously different than ours because motherfuckers can't run down the street with an AR-15, you know, so that... Canada, Virginia. <laughs> you know, right then and there. Like at the courthouses, they had guys walking with AR-15s that they removed from the courthouses because it was causing... Crazy. Up, yeah. So, Crazy. you know, and and a lot of people are bringing this racial, you know, he's a white supremacist. Why? Because... No. No, I, I disagree. I'm not buying that. No, yeah, it's, I'm not it's buying that. Listen, I don't care who you are. You're white, black, Hispanic, fucking alien. You're purple. I don't give a fuck who you are. Yo, you, you, you know, and you could look at it on your, when you sign up for um, a gun permit or a rifle permit, you have to, oh, your, your roaster went down? Yeah, hey folks, that was my um, my coffee roaster. I, I have to multitask. Jesus Christ, it sounded uh, like you were in a fucking 747. Those of you that may see this video, God damn. Uh, I'm, I'm in my garage uh, in Virginia. It's freezing. Uh, I roast outside, and uh, you know I, I got to multitask. I got to yeah. do a podcast. Yeah, now it's- smoke my cigar, uh, roast coffee. And next week, next week you're gonna be like, oh, I'm in my chopper. Yeah. Hey, don't give away, don't <laughs> give away uh, the finances. <laughs> well, so, anyway, anyway, so you. They're saying this kid's a supremacist, a white supremacist. Listen, they swapped oh, this phone. So w- what I was saying before, your fucking roaster went off. Yeah. Um, squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. What? 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 Not. 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 What? Squirrel. 
he when you look on when you register for a rifle or gun permit or whatever, you protect your weapon at all cost. Right. That's it. Now what was going to happen? They were going to Rosenbaum. They were going to get the gun. They were, gonna, and then what are they going to do with it? They were going to shoot him or just steal it. And then what? I think what I think what people don't understand or didn't understand is it's not. It's not what you did as the primary aggressor. It's what you're capable of doing is the element of the crime. And I think a lot of people that didn't watch the trial or don't know anything about the law is you don't have to wait for somebody to bash your skull in for it to be self-defense. There has to be an eminent danger to your life or serious bodily injury. And the judge kept on sparring back and forth with the prosecution because – the prosecution wanted to paint the picture that he was not in imminent danger. Oh, and, and he wanted to paint the picture that these perps, what they were doing was okay. Yeah, that like, they were victims. Like, oh, so he so he, he lit a dumpster on fire. He he turned over a you know, trailer. Arson is a felony, right? Like arson is a like, come on is a arson is a serious serious felony. I don't. I mean, in Virginia, it is. Well, we can't uh, in New York City. We can't determine arson because we're not fire investigators. Well, that's just common fucking sense. Yeah, exactly. But the thing about it is, I, the question that I asked you about Kyle, my answer to that is, I don't think that he should have been there. Um, I think he put himself in a situation that he shouldn't have been in, especially at 17 years old. Yeah, I agree. I understand he. I, I understand he wanted to help the community. I did think that he was guilty of one of the lesser offenses that got tossed out, which I think was, he was guilty of stupidity. Absolutely, he was definitely guilty of stupidity, and so were the other two people, and they were found guilty. Right. <laughs> and serving a life sentence. Absolutely. So, you know, the other one that got his arm blown off, he's serving a life sentence too, which is is that he'll never he will never be able to open up a pickle jar without help. That or he's gonna hopefully he's a lefty because no, I don't think he was. I he's a, the way he was carrying his gun, he was a right-handed person. So, well, you know what's good so, for him because the, you know it might well, the next three months will be like a stranger. It'll be a stranger. Yeah, it's a stranger. That's it. It's like oh. Oh, yeah, and, and nobody. Oh, it's me. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. What is this? This feels. Oh, but oh, wait, like, it's me. You go back onto these guys and their records. Oh, fucking disgusting. They're felonies. But nobody They're looks at. But but what gets me is is about all the the protests and stuff now with the verdict is the main protesters out there are are the the BLM the 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 extreme. Uh, the extremists, which I don't understand because the three victims were Caucasian. Well, they're saying – and what I don't understand either is a lot of people are saying if the majority of the jurors were white. Well, I don't know because they never showed pictures. The That's, judge was very, very careful about yeah, yeah. taking pictures of the jurors. And MSNBC, what the fuck were they thinking? I don't know. Dude, somebody's going to jail. Like whoever – that idiot was that was following that bus. Stupid, that stupid man. Like that's stupid. Yeah. And then driving with a suspended license on top of it. Well, you know this country; they'll just get him for the suspended license, and that's it. I don't know that judge. That judge was that actually guy, pretty good. You know, he took a lot of flack. He got a lot of death threats. 
I think it was very uh, – I mean – Not a lot of people I mean, liked his Asian joke. Yes. Um, that I, and – I heard that and I looked – I was like, did he just say what the fuck I think he said? <laughs> well, the better thing is is the guy couldn't figure out how to fucking shut his ringer off on his phone. <laughs> Every time he got an email and a text message during testimony <laughs> – you hear his phone go off. And then there's another uh, like a meme or like a video. The phone goes off and it's the Trump theme. <laughs> this fucking, yo, these, well, let me ask you. These you people are was, fucking ruthless. Did you, do you think he was biased? Do you think that he he believed that Kyle was innocent the whole entire time? Um, I think based on prosecution and the prosecutor, Yeah, I believe from what the prosecutor did, yeah, I feel that because there's sometimes where, like, when he was going off on the prosecutor, he asked them about keeping silent, right? But then, his Fifth Amendment right. But then he, the judge is like, "Well, you know, you're tainting on you're you're getting close to," and he wanted to say mistrial, but he didn't throw. But I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. He kept on saying that. I'll, but I'll leave it at that. Right. That was the first time. Yes. That was when he commented about. Oh, fuck. I can't remember what he commented about. The second one was when he asked the jury to step into the the library and they walked out the door and the door swung shut and he and he fucking laced into him about him asking about Kyle remaining silent. He was astonished. During his interrogation. He was like, what the fuck? Like... He's going to be brought on, brought up on prosecutorial well, what, misconduct. What about... The um, they produced video from the drone. Yes, and it wasn't the video. Well, I mean, do you have any faith in the FBI at this point? I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's fucking scary because you know what? It's scary as shit. Because, it really is. Because if I did that, forget it. I be, I would all my uh, Garrity. All I my, mean, you'd be on uh, Brady list. All my cases would have been thrown out. Disgusting. I think that they had the video all along, but the thing is, is that they don't want to release in a public trial that they're watching American citizens with drones. True, could be. I mean, yeah, but let's be honest. I didn't know that the FBI was deploying drones during all of these riots. Yeah, but you send the prosecution. I mean, the prosecutors send the defense the right video. The last day of the trial. Right. Like, oh, we just got this video. And listen, that comes up. I understand that. But you cannot – you have to instruct the jury to not watch that video. It's it's fruits of a poisonous tree. Yeah. But they watched you can't, it. I, you can't unring the bell. That's what the, that's what the second request for the mistrial was, was that the female defense attorney, the heavier set one – She was good. She was good. What I liked about her was she was Kyle's like guardian. Right. right. Like when he had the try the results read and he pretty much collapsed. She was the one that picked him up and gave him a bottle of water. The other guy I liked too, the white bald guy. Mm-hmm. That I, guy. So. I think they all were. They were. They were all like the other the the the, the main. I guess they call him Chair One, which is the main attorney. <clears throat> I like him a lot. I liked him because he was a bulldog. Yeah. He was like – he basically called the prosecutor a fucking idiot like three or four times. Yep. 
And um, well, I just think the female attorney was was telling the other prosecutor that he was a liar, flat out liar. Yeah, yeah, because he said he said that he had sent over um, the file, the drone footage, and the way he got it is the way that he sent it to her. She got and it she black and like, white, and he got it in color. Well, well, the other thing is, is she's like. The file that you showed me at the office had, let's say, 321.img. Right. The one you sent over has 16 letters, 22 numbers. It's a different file number. But the megabytes. It was compressed. That's why. Because when you send a movie file over to somebody through email, it automatically compresses it so it can send it. Right. If he would have sent it Dropbox, which is the way that most cases get done, it wouldn't have compressed the file. That's what they were arguing. And it was laziness. It was the prosecutor's laziness that cost – basically bit him in the ass. Absolutely. I haven't watched any of the attorney interviews after the trial, but I definitely want to watch the prosecutors talk to the press. Oh, well, the defense already they, – they threw out Biden's name, you know. Like right out, like the president called this kid a white supremacist. Kyle's gonna get paid, man. He's gonna get paid. Yo, I, I mean, Black Rifle is is bankrolling his defense. Oh, are they really? Oh yeah, it was oh, uh, Ricky Sh- Ricky Schroeder and um, Black Rifle is the one that paid for his legal defense. Wow. Yeah, he couldn't afford it. No, he couldn't afford it. But he is he is set, man. He is fucking set. He's got a good. I like the <laughs> the all the other memes and shit. It's just. People are ruthless. Dude, it's, I got them all saved on my phone. It's fucking hilarious. Like, that's all I do all day. Um, aside from answering all of these emails, wondering when we were going to put another episode out and uh, whether or not you were alive. Did you run for the hills also? Did you stab me in the back also? Um, when well, uh, well, when lawsuits you, were flying, did you, uh, you know, did you, even though you said you were going to stick with me through thick and thin, did you run for the hills? Um, no, just basically what happened was I retired. I mean, you did quit your agency. I did. Hmm. I am a quitter. <laughs> hey. Your name is Mike. <sighs> I was going to start my own podcast. I heard you started one already. <laughs> yeah, but it's for adults. It's adult material. So. Well, uh, you know, speaking of uh, podcasts... Um, you know my favorite my favorite podcast is uh, your mom's house with Tom Segura uh, and Christina P. And um, I also like Two Bears One Cave with Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer. It reminds me of you and me. But now I'm into this other podcast. Um, you watch The Sopranos, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, AJ and Jamie Lee Singer, um, which is the, the 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 brother and sister that were on Sopranos. Okay. They have their own podcast. It's called Pajama Pants Part uh Pajama Pants Podcast. Okay. Hooked on it, bro. Really? Hooked I gotta on check it out. It. Hooked on it. I'm gonna email uh I mean it's a long shot. I'm gonna email and see if I can get uh get them on the show. Um they're funny as shit, man. AJ is funny as shit in real life. Really? Absolutely oh my god, he's he had me rolling, dude, on, on uh the podcast I watched. It was he's very funny dude. I got very, I gotta funny. check it out. Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of time. I take the train into into DC every day, so uh, 
you know, as you know, because you always fucking call me. When you're on the train. Uh, <laughs> when I'm on the fucking train, and I can't talk on the train. Why not? Because it's rude. I fucking hate... I can't stand people that talk on the fucking train. And what's worse is the people that talk on speakerphone. I, I think you should be... I think we should be allowed to open up the train doors and throw you off the fucking train. How about the people that hold the phone up to their ear, then hold their hand over? Yeah. But then they're talking normal? Yeah, or the speakerphone people. <laughs> you know what I do, dude. You know what I do. We should just it, fuck with people, man. Dude, you know what I do in public when somebody's having a public conversation on speakerphone. Nicole gets so embarrassed she walks away. <laughs> I will call one of my kids and put them on speaker and talk really fucking loud. Dude, call me. Oh, I should. I, sh- I should be like. I should be like, bro. How? The fuck are you doing? I heard you were in the hospital with that rash. Dude, and I'll be like... What happened? I'll be like, yo, I can't talk to you right now. I'm online at the pharmacist. I'm getting that anal cream. Dude, we'll oh, have a blast. Dude, we, we would dude, have a fucking blast, dude. Dude, like we used to do <laughs> many years ago. Many years ago. Remember, Somebody when- found a picture of... You and I at the old tattoo studio in 2002, was it? Yeah, probably. Oh, my God. 2002, bro. These two morons, you and I. um, Yeah, but we were jackass before it was jackass. That's true. That was true. We used to do a lot of silly silly shit. A A lot of silly shit. Yeah, but remember when I would call you when I was at work and talking to the drivers? You know, like. That's all right. Good That's shit. so true, dude. Good shit. Well, you know, I'm glad we're we're back to doing these. Um, I'm, you know, I moved. I sold my house. I moved moved further south. Yeah, and that's. I mean, it's a lot of reasons why we we couldn't get on. Yeah, I yeah, retired. I, I was family shit with the kids, moving the kids yep. to college, and and doing everything else, and. Just baseball and football. It's just busy, man. It's just it's shit happens. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Shit happens. Well, and then there were other things like... Um, oh, yeah. What are you going to say? My sex change operation? That, um, I was going to say, um, very proud of you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's such a dick. I, uh, those of you that have bought my latest uh, book, which was a study guide for folks that want to climb the ranks, uh, in the dedication of that book... There's a little something funny in there directed at Mike. Um, and um, Mike wrote the forward to the next book that's coming out on the 1st of December. Uh, let me tell you, I was shitting my pants. You were stressing out about that. I was. Man. You I was. were really stressing out. I'm not, like, a, I'm not a writer. I don't. But, uh... but I just said, write from your heart. So let's back up. The next book that's coming out is called Between Two Worlds. And the reason why I asked Mike to write the forward was, is the book is all about whether you're deciding to leave law enforcement or you've already left law enforcement. Did you write, make the right move and all the emotions that go with leaving law enforcement? And there's a lot of them. Mike can attest to it. There's some things where, you know, you start thinking about things that you didn't think about before and, you know, you have to be around your family, which the reason why you went to work all the time is because you didn't want to be around them. <laughs> um, you know, just stupid things. And I basically said, you know, Mike, there's definitely somebody that I would want to write the forward to, which 
that that's who I did. And then Logan, our buddy Logan, uh, is writing the last chapter of the book. Is and it the done reason yet? why, dude, I this guy seriously. You He's, better get on him. I messaged him. I messaged him earlier in the week, and I said, "Listen, Amazon wants the 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 manuscript like today." Yo, you like, said, they you are told on me, my ass. You're like, dude. yo, you got it work. And I'm like, all right, when's it due? You're like, next week. And like Tuesday, I had it to you. This, dude. listen, this guy's got to stay out of the gym. <laughs> write the friggin' book. <laughs> I tell you, you know, and and this is the other thing that was happening behind the scenes was Amazon approached about. Um, putting out uh, what to expect when expecting a law enforcement promotional process. That book, um, I always helped people when I was a sergeant. I helped people study for sergeant's processes and other processes. And I said, you know what? I want to put a book out, you know, to help folks that want to actually be, you know, future leaders, but are knuckle draggers like you and I, guys that, you know, we have to fucking really grind hard to get, ahead and take a promotional process because we're showers we're we're like i'll show you how good of a job i do i can't tell you how good of a job i can do and it seems like the ones that get promoted are the either the ones that have really good gag reflex or that are really really good at cramming studying the night before um and i wanted a a study guide to go out that was you know that they could that they can have and so amazon um decided to to pick up the publishing rights for that they did the book got released very quickly um and it i mean it shot up it was bestseller it did very very well so then they offered a three book deal uh to to continue publishing and um uh we're on squadcast too so we have unlimited time um yeah um so the next three books are already determined, which is the the book that's coming out December first is called uh, Between Two Worlds. Um, so Logan's going to write the final chapter, hopefully, and um, then there's another book after that in March, I want to say next year, and then another book after that in let's say July of next year. No idea what I'm going to write about. But that's what it is. And then Nicole's got a book coming out, uh, which will be very interesting. Um, she asked me to write a chapter in it, so I was very honored. Uh, and it's from a spouse's perspective. Okay. So I think it's going to be, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. She doesn't hold any punches. Which is good. So, Logan, when you listen to this, we, um, Mike is fully aware. Put the weights down and pick up the pen. I pick things up. <laughs> I pick things up, and oh, listen, I, I, and I don't know if you want to bring this up, but you had some review on. Oh, hold on. let me read it. I'll read it. I'll read it. So, I get this. I get a notice when I get a review on one of the books, and you know when I first put the book out, put put these books out. You know, they're pieces of you. So you're always interested in, like, what kind of reviews you get. And I, I, the first book, really, I was I watched every single review, and I took them to heart. And, uh, you know, a lot of – the majority were good. The ones that weren't good were the ones where my old agency – Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Um, Listen, let's be fair. 
Let's be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be fair. Um, <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> so I get I get an alert that there's a review on my second book, uh, which is uh, which is titled "The Dark Side of the Blue Line: Surviving the Lies, Deception, and Dishonor." And uh, I get this alert that a guy named Michael Howell leaves me a review and the title of the review is filled with unnecessary vulgarity and uh <laughs> it's a verified purchase too so they purchased it on amazon and it says i ordered this book hoping for a quality glimpse into the real world of policing those who have never worn a badge or worked a 0300 shift in the darkest park of the part of the city the text is rift with examples of unprofessional text used to explain a variety of situations in the life of the author. True leadership does not require such language. I was very disappointed in the format and context of this book. I am sure it would have been a more enjoyable read without the vulgarity. As a police officer, sergeant, and commander for over 25 years... I have never felt the need to address anyone with this brand of communication. I would not recommend this book to anyone. So I got this review and initially I was like I, – I, I had to read it a couple of times. Okay. Reread the first sentence. The first sentence? Yeah. Uh, I ordered this book hoping for the quality glimpse into the real world of policing. Those who have never worn a badge. Oh, no, that's it. Stop. Stop. Yeah. A glimpse into the life. Yeah. Then fast forward. He's got 25 years as a lieutenant. I know who it is. Okay. I don't care. I don't know who he is. You're a douchebag. Well, it gets interesting, which is, is it the beginning makes it seem like you bought the book to get a glimpse into what, like, what, what it was like to be a cop. On midnights in a, right, in a shady right. place, in a pl- uh, shady part of town. It, yeah, and then and then you have to put in your review that you know that the context in this book is wrong because you were a sergeant and a commander for over twenty five years. Obviously, you're a douchebag because in police world, you're gonna get called every name in the book. You're gonna tell your officers to stop the bullshit, write tickets. I'm sorry. Get your quality, whatever. Come on, man. You're you're a fucking loser. It made me laugh because anybody that buys this – well, anybody that buys any of my books, there are so many fucks and shits in this book. I'm really offended by all the language. it took me a minute to realize who wrote the review. Is he like a Christian boy? Church-going boy? Mm. Is he like the other Mike? No, 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 no. Not like that. He doesn't go to church? So it was a commander from my old agency – who, lo and behold, wrote a book. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. I should, uh, what's, what's, uh, off air, give me the name of the book and I'm going to read it. And then I'm going to be like, oh my God, I can't understand why this guy is so nice. Well. Because I guarantee he's a fucking douchebag and, and. Well, here's, here's the thing, Mike. You know, everything's, everything's based on ratings. You know, when, when you look at ratings on a book, uh, it, it's really where you land. You know how many books there are on Amazon, right? There's there's three, yours. <laughs> no. There, there's there's probably about I don't know. 
I'm just guessing, maybe 70 or 80 million books on I can't, Amazon. I can't read that many. Okay, so the book that he critiqued, which is my book, is rated 188 out of, you know, 70 million books, okay? Um, what rank was he when you were a sergeant? He was a lieutenant. Oh, so he, okay. Was he a knuckle dragger? No, God, no. Oh, no, he was just God. behind the desk. He was actually a really nice guy to me, and that's why I was kind of, taken I was kind back. of like, taken back by like, why are you, why are you critiquing my fucking book, dude? So you like, like this guy? I did up until this point. Uh, maybe it's not him. Are you sure it's him? <laughs> nah, it is. It is. Just I could tell by the way that he wrote the review. He's like one of those grammatical guys. He he used to be like an editor or something. So he's like all into. Oh yeah, like when you read King's my, English. When you read my forward, I, I mean, I did. I gave you shit. I didn't put periods. I don't put. So so I was saying about ratings, right? So mine was like one eighty eight or whatever. This dude's book is rated 145,976 in Amazon. Maybe if you threw a couple of fucks and shits in there, your book would go up a couple of points. Maybe you would like relate to the midnight guys fucking pushing a sector car. Uh, Listen, listen, the real cops. Listen, we can't be all, we can't be all like, you know, community fair guys that sit in the fucking office and, you know, Oh, let me talk to this rabbi because oh, I get free this, I get free that. Let me make a fucking phone call. Now I'm not breaking your balls because I know you were a community guy. You went out there and fucking saved turtles and shit. You know I've seen it. Yeah. You know I've I've been to your job where you work and 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 that's why I use plastic straws because I've saved so many fucking turtles. I don't use those fucking paper straws. It's, fu- it's time I've for those. I've earned my right. It's time I've for those my turtles to pay back. Right. And when I buy a six pack, I don't cut the fucking plastic. Hell no. You know what? Survival of the fittest, motherfucker. That's it. If you want to be a real turtle, you can survive. Get that shit stuck in your nose. Pull that yeah. fucker right out. So I was, I was laughing about the review, and then you had made a comment. Like, I don't know if you text me or you Facebook mess, Facebook commented. And I was like, dude, it doesn't even bother me because even a one-star rating is engagement. It actually helps you. So you're oh, helping. Oh, that's right. That's, you did say. You're like, <laughs> this was a nice guy. Like, yeah, yeah, I remember like, that this now. is a nice guy. Like, yeah, you're like, what the why fuck? are you coming at me like that? Because I haven't talked to you? Because like, I cut my ties with everybody from my former agency. Yep. I don't talk to anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. I, I have no desire to talk to anybody. Just let me know if you want me to sign the forward to send to the former chief. Just <laughs> sign one to him, man. Well, when when uh, when when we go to court, I'll hand it to him. Yeah, fuck yeah. Scratch that. No, I'll, I'll edit that out. Yeah, just let me do it. I'll sit in the back. Well, because I had heard somebody went to his open house of his of his, you know, he's selling his house because he's going back to California, right, where right, he fucking right. belongs. I had heard somebody went to his open house and left one of my books on his bed. Get the fuck. That's fucking hysterical. And I had heard somebody left one in his refrigerator, too. Oh, priceless. And I also heard that the first weekend, you know, when you, because the market's so hot right now. Oh, yeah. The first weekend that you put your house up for sale is the hottest weekend. Mm -hmm. You know that, right? I had heard 
complete rumor, I had heard that somebody booked all the showings for Saturday and Sunday and didn't show up. Wow. Uh, I don't condone that kind of activity. No, absolutely not. So if it's you, knock it off. We don't play like that. I don't don't play like that. Like, uh, so... Because we're over, the, we're over. You're over oh, I'm this over. guy. It's I'm it's over. done. My and and that was the thing. Like, I talked to the former people from my agency, people that have gotten fucked over, like I did, and a couple of them have like texted me and they're like, "Why don't you know? I don't hear from you anymore. I don't. I don't. You don't talk about the old department anymore. You're not going after them anymore." And I said, "I had always said from April 2020." To the time that that guy was removed, my focus was strictly on him. He was the top. He was he was corrupt. He needed to go. When he went, it was over. There's no, I have no desire. There are other bad players that are there, like the fucking captain um, that was that like interrogate that like interrogated me and wanted me to admit to something that I didn't. The guy's committed a felony, and he's still now he's a deputy chief. So nothing has changed. The place is still fucked up. It's just, it's not my fucking problem anymore. It's just the next asshole up. Yeah, it's its not my problem anymore. If, you, if the people in the agency don't want to stand up and change things, I'm not your fucking no, guy. Nothing's going to happen. No, it's not, my, it's not my responsibility anymore. They get what they deserve. I, 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 I don't... That's I it. have no desire. That's like it. I have no desire, man. No desire whatsoever. Enough said. Absolutely. But I will say this: no episode is complete without having a game. So, ladies and gentlemen, come on, man! It's fucking bullshit. I forgot about this shit. Uh, Mike. Oh God. To welcome you into retirement, we are going to play a game called Name That Price. Uh, can you please hand your phone or put your Look, phone aside? My hands are I want to see your hands. I want to see your hands, okay? You're retired now, so there are certain things that you will need for you Middle? to have a happy retirement. So Ooh. let's get started right from the beginning. Mike, you're so used to <laughs> you're so used to um you know, being at the precinct and being on the go and being in a cruiser and being able to go to the restroom whenever you want. You're retired now. Now's the time where depends is something that you really should be using because you're old and retired. Mike, how much of a pack of 52 count depends for men? Uh, these are the slip-up kind. How much... Does a pack of Depends, 52 count, how much does that cost, Mike? Do you ever see, like, the ladies' ones? Yeah. They have, like, the sexy type now. Oh, they do. Yeah. They have uh, Depend thongs. Do they? Yes, well, they do. all right, so now we talk, because I like those. No, uh, these are just strictly slip-up, size small to medium, maximum coverage, 52 count. How, how, much, and how much piss does it hold? 60% more. Oof. Uh, 52 count. And we can order it today and I'll have it here by Sunday. 
52 count, Mike. <sighs> I mean, I can either go low or high with this. I don't know. It's not a difficult decision, Mike. It's not like you're fucking trying to decide I'm gonna what to eat. I'm going to say 18. 18. No, Mike, I'm sorry. It's 2267. 22-67. I'm so sorry, Mike. You were so close. But yet so far. Not starting off good, my friend. Not setting off good. So, Mike, um, retirement also, you're not running and gunning as much as you used to. You will be sitting a lot. That does cause, cause hemorrhoids. I have to warn you. And... Um, with hemorrhoids, you will need a seat donut. Ooh, I like those. Mike, Mike this, this is an inflatable seat donut. donut. Mm. You, you can, can inflate, inflate it yourself. yourself. Okay. Black, Black in color. color. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't get sorry. racist here. I'm sorry. Um, Blanca in color. That's white. Oh, is it? That's white, yes. Oh, I don't. Oh, Oh, no, I'm not saying that. that the, <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying black and Spanish. What? It's not Spanish? Happening. Nope. Um, so dark in color. There you go. Self-inflated. Memory foam. Memory Yo, get the fuck out. Memory foam, Mike. Memory. All right, so that's expensive. Yes. Mike, how much would that cushion cost? That's got to be up there. But I don't think it's quite 50. Um, the memory foam helps. I'm going to say 40, like 42. Oh, 43. Mike, I'm so sorry. You were so close. $39.24, Mike. $39. And it is, there is an Amazon $2 off coupon <laughs> going on right now. For Black Friday. For Black Friday. <laughs> Listen. I didn't name it. <laughs> All right, Mike. <laughs> Moving on. Now, if you do happen to get hemorrhoids, hemorrhoid cream is necessary. I recommend Preparation H. They are not a sponsor for this show. Yet. Uh, yet. Mike, a 1.8-ounce tube. This is not with the long tip, which I highly recommend if you ever get hemorrhoids. The long tip is fantastic for application, and it gives you a little added treat. My recommendation is to put that tip in the freezer. Ooh, numb it a little. Feels like a tongue. Numb it. My other recommendation is if you really want to have a good time, is put peanut butter on the end of it. Bring, Bring your, your dog, dog in the room. room. Close, Close the lights. lights. Bite, bite that, that pillow. pillow. Well, and imagine you anything should, you want. I thought you put. I thought you put the peanut butter on your nipples. Mike, a one point eight ounce hemorrhoid cream. Seven one seven seven twenty nine seven. Between seven and eight, seven forty-nine. Oh, Mike, I'm so sorry. It's nine ninety-nine. Amazon Prime. We could get that. We could get it tomorrow. Get tomorrow. Tomorrow. I guess because it's such an emergency, they could get it here ASAP for you. ASAP, Mike. Does, it, what, does that include the peanut butter? 
No, Mike, it does not include the... Is there like a bundle pack I could do? Peanut butter? Sure. Mike, Mike, because you put peanut butter on your nipples and have your Rottweiler lick it, you will need nipple cream. How much is a 1.41 ounce tube of lanolin nipple cream for breastfeeding? How does that go into retirement? <laughs> Mike, please don't ask questions. Answer the questions, please. Let's go with the... Uh, I'm sorry, Mike. Six. That is wrong. Oh, sorry. Let's go with six. I thought I was getting feedback. 669. Oh. I'm so sorry, Mike. It's six seventy-five. I'm so sorry, Mike. You were so close. Fuck you. So close. One more. Are we done? One more, Mike. Let's just let's just play the motorcycle music and just be done with this game. I would never do that no. to you, Mike. All right, Mike. Such a dick. Last Last one. Mike, a 16 ounce of Jif peanut butter, three pack. Costco three pack? Three, not Costco. They're not a sponsor, so. They're not a sponsor. Okay. Three pack on Amazon.com. America's favorite place to shop. Where Prime matters. Awesome. I'm going to say 1625. <gasps> Not even close, Mike. It's seven dollars and seventeen cents on Prime with free delivery for tomorrow. Three pack, seven dollars. Three pack. I was actually surprised with that. Bullshit. One cool bullshit. Okay, here. Look. Hold on. Jeff. Okay. See. Mother sixteen out three off. pack seven seventeen. I would like your apology uh, slow. I apologize. Thank Yo, you. Yo, that's I bullshit. Appreciate. That's like fifteen cents an ounce. I'm actually I actually just put that in my fucking card too. <laughs> <laughs> not folks, not only do you get good content, but you do get shopping tips. I fifteen cents an ounce bad. for a jiffy lube that you could put on your nipples. <laughs> Awesome, I gotta put bro. that in the cart. That's and that's prime too. That shit's good. That's prime. You yeah, but if tomorrow. you look at the other one for a, it, for six, it was twenty four dollars. It's not bad. No, it was fifteen. Oh, 15. 15 yeah. yeah. What the fuck? I use a lot of people. You know what I got? Yeah, you actually? got all those fucking hairless cats. I um. You rub it I all over that, them. Yeah, I do. I bought that. Uh, you ever have goobers from Smuckers? It's the peanut butter and jelly in the same jar. No. I bought that for the first time. I would want to stir it. It winds up all getting mixed together, but it's the weirdest fucking thing, man. I don't, I don't, I, I, I haven't made a judgment on it yet. I was eating it at my desk in my office the other day. With just your finger? <laughs> yeah, and then I was depressed for like the whole day. You're like, you ever eat you're something? Like, Fuck. And then like after you, yeah. I eat the whole you ever jar. You eat something, and then afterwards you just like. You're like, fuck. That's why you bring your dog to work? You have the life. peanut butter and jelly? And the- he loves it, bro. He loves it. I know. It. Off the nipples. I can only imagine. And now with my beard, like everything gets in my mustache. Oh, my God. Let's not talk. Do you see my shit? You see how long my shit is? 
there every every time I eat something, everyone's like, "You have something in there." I know. I'm I like, know. "What the fuck? I know. I'm saving it." I don't want to trim it. I had to trim it because every time I ate, like the sides went in my mouth and I tasted it. I know. I'm trying to twist mine. Are you? Are you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to get it to go grow a little longer. Yeah, yours is looking good, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I got my girl. She trims it nicely. Puts it into like a little hmm. point for me. Oh. Gets that freaking beard freaking uh, iron. Straightener? Yeah. Straightener. Yeah, I have one of those. She burns the shit out of my lip and whatever. Oh. She burns my second chin. I mean, my uh, my neck. Yeah. Um, she does it on purpose, though. It's okay to lift, you know, pick up some weights every once in a while. Dude, I got a weight problem, man. I can't fucking wait to eat. I know. It shows. I know. Well, what are you going to do? See, that's why I got to grow my beard long so they don't see the my baby fat. Preaching to the choir, bro. <laughs> All right, folks. This has been a fantastic episode. Mike, I'm glad to see you back. Yeah, buddy. Um, next time we'll have everybody on. We'll have Lauren, Nicole, and everybody on. This was just kind of thrown together. Maybe we can, like, you know, like start like right off the bat, not 20 minutes of fuckery. Well, we need to do a Thanksgiving episode. Are we going to eat and have like Thanksgiving dinner on air and just? I would like to do a hard-boiled egg challenge. Oh God, I don't. Uh... Nope, not me. Yes. Nope. The two of us. Nope. Yes. No, I'm good. Ladies and gentlemen, next episode we will have a hard-boiled egg challenge, and uh, we'll have somebody make up questions. And whoever gets the question wrong has to eat a hard-boiled egg. Uh, I might do that. I might do that. Fuck that up. Yeah, that'll be hilarious. Hey, how about um? I watched our wing challenge the other day. I was dying. Yo, that shit was hysterical. I will never fucking do that again. That shit was hysterical. My asshole hurt for like three weeks. All right. So how about how about we do this? How about we do an in-person challenge? Once we see each other. How often is that? We see well, each other like once might, a year. Might, uh, listen, might come come down and see you. You know, I would, I oh, mean, I would like to oh, see you. I have to tell you before we end the episode. Mike came down and you came down to visit me and you came to the cafe. Right. And we did a Facebook Live and I made a huge mistake. I put the Facebook Live on the cafe's Facebook page. <laughs> you dumbass. The stuff we were saying was highly inappropriate. Uh, just a little. For the cafe. Just a little. Oh, my God, dude. It was like five hours later I realized it. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, we were talking about, oh, God, yeah. Penis and... Yeah, that was pretty bad. It was bad. It was bad. But, Mike... Thank you again. Love you, buddy. Thank you for doing the forward. Ladies and gentlemen, if you need to get a hold of Mike, you can reach him at Mike at RollCallRoom.com or me at Nick at RollCallRoom.com. Uh, please go on Amazon, pre-order the books. And the GIF. Uh, and the and the GIF. Uh, if you haven't checked out the latest book, please do. Mike's uh, dedication in there is hilarious. Um, Dick. And uh, be safe. Take good care of each other. And we'll see. See you on the next one. Be safe. Later. Awesome. Mike, please wear pants next time, okay? Sorry, pal. Gee, 
I am very tired. How tired are you? Very tired. I've been working a lot of overtime and it is making me very tired. You, my friend, need some sleep. No, I will sleep when I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) What I need is a good cup of freshly roasted gourmet coffee. Freshly roasted gourmet coffee, you say? Yes. Do you know where I could get a cup of freshly roasted gourmet coffee? I do. Where? The Roll Call Room Cafe. The Roll Call Room Cafe? The Roll Call Room Cafe. It's located at 17229 Wayside Drive in Dumfries, Virginia. The Roll Call Room Cafe uses only the finest premium gourmet beans and, unlike national chains, the Roll Call Room Cafe imports, roast, grinds, and packages their coffee on site. Sounds delicious, Roland. It is. But Roland, I'm in Nebraska. No problem there. You can order their coffee online at www.rollcallroomcafe.com. Rollcallroomcafe.com? Rollcallroomcafe.com.